everybody. Welcome to the Soto Mojo Podcast. This is Colby Patnode with you as always. Uh, welcome to episode nine. Uh, joining me this week is Riley Baker of SotoMojo.com. Riley, say hello to the people. Hey. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and just dive right in here. There was some pretty big news out in Mariners Nation this morning. Uh, with the announcement that Leonis Martin has been designated for assignment. Uh, the Mariners also called up Daniel Vogelback to replace Martin, and they, in addition, sent down Chase DeYoung and called up uh, Chris Heston. So uh, pretty big surprise with the Leonis Martin news. Riley, what was your initial reaction? Um, I think just like everyone, we were all kind of just surprised that Martin was the choice to kind of get be the odd man out because they are going with the eight man bullpen. So DePoto pretty much could have gone with one of the eight guys in the bullpen to either send down or also DFA. So we were all just kind of surprised there, but as far as Vogelback goes, um, I think the time was right. I think this was just kind of the time to bring him up with the, the way that Danny Valencia has been struggling. Right. I think the, uh, I think we pretty much knew that Vogelback was coming up today uh, there was the uh, the report last night that he got pulled in the fourth inning um, from Toma, so uh, we all kind of suspected that he was call- that he was coming up. Um, I certainly expected them to just send down D Young, who had just thrown four innings and wasn't going to be available for a few days, and they would just go back to having a seven man bullpen and a uh, four man bench. But uh, yeah, you know, it's just surprising. Um, I don't think anybody would have predicted twenty days in that Leonis Martin would not be on your 25-man roster. So, um, Riley, why why do you think Leonis Martin is no longer around? Is this just because of his play, or what What are you thinking about this? I All that I can see is just because of the way he's been struggling at the plate. I think he was hitting, like, 111. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of says it right there. Although, you know, we've heard that he's kind of – a good clubhouse guy. He's fun to be around. A lot of the guys like him. And you can't really complain about his defense in center field either. He's got a lot of speed and versatility out there. So it was really kind of just one of three aspects, in my opinion, where he was really struggling. So surprising. Right. I think the, uh, you know, uh, personally speaking, Leonis Martin has been a uh, favorite of mine since uh, Dakota acquired him. Um you know, and to be honest, I don't quite understand what happened here. Um, you know, in the number of center fielders who can cover the amount of ground that Martin does is, what, maybe 10 other guys. Um, the number of center fielders who have the arm that Martin has is nobody. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe one guy, Cespedes. But, uh, I mean, yeah, he's struggling at the plate, but the defense and the arm and the speed, even just by keeping him on the bench and having him as a late game option just seemed really intriguing to me. And to just give that up for, I mean, really nothing in return is kind of, uh, kind of questionable. So I, I kind of have to assume that perhaps there was some rumblings on the bench or, uh, Martin wasn't happy with one of the coaches or something went on here. But uh, that that also seems odd to me because, like you said, Martin is widely considered a huge favorite inside that locker room. So I guess I I guess I just I don't know what exactly went on here. So 
I mean, I'm going to guess that there was something off the field that happened, but I I certainly expect him to be picked up by somebody else. Do you? Yeah, I, would, I saw the name. I saw the Pirates thrown out there on Twitter today, but I'm sure there's plenty of teams I would take him. Right. So, uh, yeah, you know, first big, first major surprise of the season, Leonis Martin. We'll see if he clears waivers. I hope he does. Uh, I think he's a valuable asset to you. But uh, it certainly doesn't look like that. So that's really the first major surprise. Uh, so let's just spin this forward here today. Um, again, the Mariners called up Daniel Vogel back, which we all kind of expected with uh, the struggles of Danny Valencia. Uh, did you get to see the game today, Riley? What did you think of Daniel Vogel back? Um, yeah, I was following it. Um, he had that RBI single in the ninth, I think. So, I mean, it was a blowout, but he did his part, I guess, there at the end. Um, I don't know. One game. I think I think he could, you know, be pretty productive, especially with the power numbers, as we've seen in AAA. Although it's hard, you know, like we've seen guys like Justin Smoke and Jesus Montero. Not that I want to compare him to them, but just as far as expectations go, you know, they've, they've kind of had a lot of success in AAA against those, against that pitching. And then they've come up and struggled in the majors. So we'll see, we'll see how he does. I think, um, I think DePoto's got a good asset here though. And we'll see how it plays out. Right. The big question with, uh, with Bobo back is his defense. I know he made a couple of nice, uh, scoops at first base today. Bailed out a couple of good throws, a couple of uh, okay throws by infielders. Um, you know, the one thing that stuck out to me today is uh, somebody tweeted, I think it was, I want to say it was Mike Salk from 710 ESPN Seattle, but I can't be sure. But in his five plate appearances, Daniel Vogelbach saw 33 pitches today. Um, you know, that certainly speaks to the control the zone mentality that the Mariners want their hitters to have. So, uh, you know, we'll see how Vogelback does long term, but, uh, what, what do you think the, uh, expectation should be for playing time? Is he the new first baseman or is this just a, a straight platoon? What do you think is going to happen with Daniel Vogelback and Danny Valencia here? Um, I, yeah, I think it'll be kind of a platoon thing for now. And if Valencia really continues to struggle, then they'll push Vogelback into the full-time role um yeah i think we'll see him in the platoon role i think he'll i think he'll show some power and if he can keep working counts like that and seeing pitches um i think he could be a really good um contribute com- contributor to the lineup because that's kind of what mitch hanniger has been doing as well that's really impressed me he's been able to work the counts and he hasn't been jumping at pitches he's he watches pitches um he doesn't just swing at a lot of junk so hopefully Vogelback can, you know, like he's a power guy. So obviously he's not going to be as careful in the zone, I don't think. But that's really kind of what separates a good hitter from a poor hitter is how well you see pitches and you're not just swinging at a bunch of junk. Right. Um, in terms of Danny Valencia, do you think – is there a – uh, how do I want to word this? What's what's the uh, timeline? How much more patience should the Mariners show with Danny Valencia? If you look at his career numbers, he certainly has been a really productive player, really solid hitter um, throughout his career, especially against left-handed pitching. So, is there a timeline where you just kind of where you think the Mariners just kind of say, "Okay, we can't we can't have this guy taking at bats anymore"? 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. I mean, obviously with the Martin thing, he had a pretty short lease, short leash, but I'd, I don't know. I'd say probably two more weeks if he continues to just really struggle like he's been. Um, he's hitting 145. It's for a first baseman. That's really bad. So I, yeah, my gut would be maybe two weeks unless he starts to have some success in a platoon role, which I could, I could see him kind of bouncing back against pitching that he hits better against. Right. So, uh, you know, it kind of looks like for now, it sounds like the Mariners want to get Vogel back a lot of playing time. Um, so we'll see what happens with Valencia. I think technically right now, Valencia is your fourth outfielder. Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but with the, uh, designation of, uh, Leonis Martin, it's now Heredia, Dyson, and Hanniger. Those are the only true outfielders on your team, right? Yep. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Valencia has some experience out in right field and left field. He's got a pretty good arm, so he should be able to play both of those positions, um, you know, hopefully at least decently. I mean, I doubt he could be any worse than, like, Seth Smith out there. But we'll see. So I guess he's probably your fourth outfielder right now with two first basemen. See what happens there. Um, yeah, just kind of an overall strange day. Um, I do kind of – I. Before we just move on here real quickly, I want to get your thoughts on this idea that is it possible that Jerry DePoto and Scott Service, with the designation of Leonis Martin, is it possible that they just threw an elbow here to the clubhouse and said something to the effect of nobody's job is safe here. Um, if you guys don't start producing, you're, we'll find replacements for you. We can do that. Do you think this is maybe an elbow to that? Do you think maybe they threw an elbow in a sense? That's interesting. I didn't think about that, but it very well could be. I mean, if there's one thing to get people focused is the possibility of losing your job. I mean, that really that really could be something else behind it is just kind of, hey, look, guys, you guys need to get back on track. You guys need to focus, start winning some ball games because we're not we're not afraid to just DFA DFA you. So. That's interesting. I didn't. I never really thought about that, but it could have an effect to that sense. Right. Because you just look at some of the other guys who are, you know, you can make a pretty big shocking statement with. You're not going to DFA Kyle Seeger. You're not going to DFA Cruz or Cano or Felix or Paxton or Iwakuma. You just kind of go down the list, and I guess Leonis Martin is kind of the guy. I mean, we all we assume that he was safe. I mean. I, maybe maybe we thought he'd lose his job, but we certainly never thought that he wouldn't be on the Mariners um, this season. So I'm thinking maybe that has something to do with it. And, but even if it does, I still I really don't like it that much. But uh, we'll move on from that. Uh, again, Leonis Martinez, yeah. no longer a Mariner. Daniel Vogelback, new Mariner, had a pretty nice game today. So uh, let's jump ahead. They, they, the team went on to finish 3-4 and four this week. Um, they really salvaged the the their week that uh, today with a 10 to one victory, I believe it was against the Oakland A's. So uh, three and four, not great. Uh, could have been a lot worse. What did you think of the week of the Seattle Mariners? Yeah. Week three and four after, you know, losing this series one game to three. Um, I mean, they've had success at home and they've struggled on the road, which is kind of weird considering um, recent years, 
they've thrived on the road and had struggles at home. So obviously you want to see them have success at home because you play half your games there. But then opposite that, you still play half your games on the road, so you need to still scratch and claw to find ways to win on the road. And yeah, it's just it's weird. I don't I don't know what the problem is on the road. They're not really facing that great of competition. I don't know. It's just kind of it's weird. Maybe they just need to find a routine on the road. Something. Yeah, the uh, the team I believe is now. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they are. Oh shoot, I'm gonna screw this up badly. Uh, I think they are two and eight on the road, and they are three and all. So, uh, so uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of a weird thing. Mariners fans, the last couple of years, uh, at least I don't have the numbers in front of me, so I could be wrong here, but it did certainly seem like the Mariners were better road team last year. At home, um, you know how much how much of that is due to the uh, the different construction of the roster uh, that Jerry Depoto spent a lot of time uh, tinkering with this season. Yeah, that's true because I know he has he did kind of try and um, you know fit the guys to a mold that he had for his mentality of playing at Safeco Field. Um, but I think what he really tried to focus there was just the athleticism. And I feel like that would translate to road games as well. So I don't really know where things are going wrong on the road because they looked they looked pretty good for the most part at home. And I I think like a lot of fans, I was hoping that that was just kind of them turning things around and they'd continue the success on the road trip. But then first game in Oakland, they just kind of hit a wall. I don't know. Right. It's kind of just a mystery at this point to me anyways. Right. I think. I think game on the road after a long homestand, I think you kind of usually expect some kind of drop off um, because you're not used. I mean, you know, your body gets used to staying in one place and you go travel. Granted, it's only down to Oakland, so it's not like it was a super long trip. But I mean, yeah, the first game you just kind of wash away. But uh, boy, the uh, the two in between, the two sandwiched in between on Friday and Saturday, that was some. Uh, uh, that's some pretty bad baseball. Um, what uh, what do you think of uh, the performance of like James Paxton? What did you think? What did you think of his performance this week in particular? Well, he didn't, you know, he didn't have throw a shutout like he has been, but right. obviously he's not going to do that every time. I think it was still a quality start from you know your number three pitcher. Um, he gave the Mariners a chance to win, even though he wasn't um, as great as he had been. So, I mean, that's all you can ask for from your starting pitchers is they at least keep keep your um, offense in the game, giving you the opportunity to score more runs than the opponent, really. Um, yeah, um, Gallardo was pretty impressive today, though. He only – I don't think he allowed a run, did he? I don't think, I think so. The, I think the one run was in, was from the bullpen. So that was good to see. Hopefully Gallardo can step it up a little bit because he's, he's really kind of been just the one weak link in the starting rotation for the most part. Yeah, it's been kind of interesting. You know, last week we were talking about how great James Paxton and Felix Hernandez were and how we were kind of concerned about the bullpen. Um, you know, and then in just one week, Felix goes out and has a kind of, 
I mean, an okay start. And Paxton, like you said, he, he battled. He didn't have his curveball. But he certainly, I mean, he at least gave the Mariners a chance to win. And then the bullpen uh, for the last two days has been really good. Chase DeYoung, you know, inherits a mess from Ariel Miranda and pitches four shutout innings. And he gives the Mariners a chance to climb back into that. So it's kind of weird how baseball can, uh, you know, can sway from one week to the next. Uh, last week we were all singing the praises of Felix and Paxton. And today we're talking about how good Yovani Gallardo was. So, uh, and I agree with you. He was, he was really good today. It was nice to see. He was really attacking going after guys with his fastball. And, uh, the curveball from Gallardo is much better than I thought it would be. So see if he can continue that. But, uh, real fast before we move on from the Oakland series, uh, perhaps buried by the Leonis Martin news was the, uh, the demotion of Dan Altavilla, who was sent down, I believe, after Friday night's game, uh, Chase DeYoung, who has since been sent down as well for Chris Heston. So uh, Altavilla has been struggling his last couple outings. What did you think of the Mariners' move to send down Dan Altavilla? Um, do you think this is long-term concern or just something that he needs to work out? I don't think it's long-term. I think he'll be down for you know a week or two until Depoto tries to switch things up again. Um, Altavilla has some good stuff. You know, he, I think he just kind of got off to a bad start and lost some confidence. And I think he'll regain that against um, the hitters in AAA. I think he'll, I think he'll find his control, which is kind of what he, that's really what he lost. And I think it's just, I think it's just a mentality thing. I think he needs to just get his confidence back. Right. The uh, the life of a bullpen pitcher is really weird. <laughs> you know, it was it was nice to see Tony Zick has looked pretty good. Uh, Mark Zipchinski came out through a nice inning today. You know, Chase DeYoung, that was surprising. Diaz looked pretty good. Uh, did Diaz, correct me if I'm wrong here, but did Edwin Diaz only pitch once last week? This week, I mean? Just uh, I think he pitched, yeah, I think he pitched last Sunday and then. He pitched last, I think yesterday he, afternoon. Yesterday, right? yeah. So just, wow. So, so that, that's interesting. Um, yeah, that's weird. You know, there's, I'm sure at some point we'll get Caden on here and, uh, he and I will debate the bullpen usage uh, like we have on our private chat a few times, but, uh, right. but uh, yeah, that is kind of interesting. I just, you know, I just realized that when Diaz barely threw it all this week, but uh, you know, the rest of the bullpen was pretty good uh, aside from Alta Villa. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but uh, we'll go ahead and spin this forward, but we'll stay in the bullpen as we spin it forward. Uh, Steve Ciszek got his third rehab start or his th- third rehab uh, game today. Didn't go that well. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the results, but uh, he got hit around a little bit in Double A, I think it was. But uh, you know, we'll see if that means anything. But Steve Ciszek on the way back looks like hopefully another two weeks or so. Uh, how big of a difference does Steve Ciszek make? Um, given just the ups and downs of the bullpen, I think. If he can come back and be that veteran guy and hopefully have some um, consistent outings, I think that would be huge. That's the one thing that the bullpen needs is just some consistency. They don't really have a guy this year that's been shut down, you know, three weeks into the season that's just been consistently shut down those whole three weeks. So not to say that we can really expect that from a guy that's coming off hip surgery, but I think a veteran presence could – 
maybe be something that this bullpen needs. Hopefully, maybe I'm just being optimistic. <laughs> um, yeah, he kind of struggled today. I think um, Scott Service said that he had some mechanical issues. Um, so hopefully that can just get sorted out and another rehab um, rehab outing or two. So we'll see. But I think I think it would be big to get him back. Right. The mechanical issues aren't new for uh, Steve Ciszek. Anytime you throw that, uh, that funky delivery, you only take one thing kind of being out of whack and uh, you're going to struggle for the day. But uh, I think I think you're right. Um, you know, you like what you see from Tony Zick. You like what you see from James Pazos, I think is how it's pronounced. We talked about that last week. I should remember. I think it's Pazos, right? <laughs> I think it is Pazos. Yeah. So you like what you see from him. Zepchinski was good. So I think having Steve Ciszek would just give you another righty that you trust. I mean, I like Nick Vincent and Evan we- or Evan Scribner in a, you know, six inning, four to two, bottom of their order type of guy. But, uh, you know, I think Ciszek gives you a guy with some closing experience who's pitched in some big games. And can really help take the pressure off. So I think he's a, uh, I think he's a pretty important figure down the stretch. However, yeah. not quite as important as Gene Segura. He got his, I believe it was his third rehab start as well today, uh, down in Double A. It sounds like the plan is for the Mariners to have him back on Tuesday, uh, which would be the opening game in Detroit. So uh, what do you, what's what do you think about Gene Seager? How important is that to get him back? I mean, I think we all want to see his name back in the lineup, especially after the hot start he got off to to start the season. Um, although Taylor Motter has impressed a lot of people. He's not he's not as versatile as Gene Seager, obviously, but he's he's really filled uh, filled in pretty well, especially that grand slam today was awesome. Um, but... Yeah, getting Segura back will be huge. You can't really can't really replace that defense that he brings or that on base percentage. So stick him back at the top of the lineup, and then you got him, Haniger, Cano, and Cruz have kind of start been starting to come back, and then you got Seager and the rest of the lineup. So I think that that could kind of change the lineup around, get a few more runs. Right. Um... I think one of the uh, things that people, or not people, I think one of the things that uh, most fans will come to appreciate about Segura is that he is pretty well liked in that clubhouse, from what I understand. Um, him and Robinson Cano are really good friends, so maybe he helps replace some of that energy that you lost with Leonis Martin. But, uh, you know, certainly you talked about Taylor Motter, and we'll get to him in just a minute. But, uh, you know, Gene Segura, what? Are you worried that maybe the hamstring is going to be something that bothers him all year? Or do you think that do you trust the Mariners to, to, you know, make the assumption that he's a hundred percent healthy and he's ready to start playing? I think the hamstring is always something that you kind of worry about in the back of your mind as something that could linger just because how, where the muscle is, I guess mm-hmm. it's something that people always have problems with once they, you know, either pull it or strain it. Um, but, I mean, it's been kind of weird. Uh, just the last couple of years, we've had a lot of injuries. And, I don't know, the last five or ten years before that, we hard, we barely ever saw any big guys get injured for a substantial amount of time from what I can think of. So, I don't know, two years ago, I would say, yeah, I don't... 
like no problem. I think he'll be fine the rest of the way. Um, I am confident that because like he's a veteran guy, he should kind of know his body pretty well. I think um, I think they'll be careful with him because it's early in the season. You have time to let him heal. Um, but I think I think it'll be lingering in the back of our minds for a little bit. Right. We saw last year how the hamstring injury to again Leonis Martin it really hampered his uh, really hampered his speed a little bit in the second half. I guess it was the middle of the year pretty much. Uh, you hope that's not the case with Segura because, you know, you really count on those stolen bases. But, you know, Segura is also good enough to help you in other ways. So we'll just see how that goes. Uh, you mentioned earlier Taylor Motter, what a great job he's done going in for, uh, for Gene Segura. So what do you do with Taylor Motter? Are you just going to put him on the bench now for a while? Or what, what, are the, what do you think the Mariners are going to try and do with Taylor Motter? Yeah, I... I'd hate to see that hair gone, but I think you got to just send him down and let him get more at bats. I don't think you want to just put him on the bench and have him play every so often. I think Mike Freeman can kind of fill that job adequately, and I think you just send Motter down back to AAA so he can get some at bats. You know, Motter's been probably your second best hitter the last two weeks. <laughs> Right? I mean, behind Hanniger, yeah. maybe Cruz is up there. But, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, that's interesting because you want him to continue. Uh, this is new for this is new for Taylor Motter. He's never had this much success at the major league level. So, but like, you, it's tough to find him a spot to play right now, right? You just called up Danny Valencia, or you just called up Daniel Vogel back. Sounds like he's going to get a majority of the time at first base. So you don't really have a spot for Motter there. Uh, you're certainly not going to start him over Robinson Cano, Nelson Cruz, or Kyle Seeger at uh, their positions. So, I mean, really, at the end of the day, you know, maybe he's your fourth outfielder. I mean, do you trust him in the outfield? Eh, I mean, compared yeah. to the other three guys we have out there. No, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's maybe maybe you start him against – I there's just no point. I, I don't know. It's tough. Maybe you start him against righties and you let uh, Heredia handle the lefties, but yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I think that's a really good point. I hadn't really considered it. I just kind of, you know, before today, I just kind of assumed that he would just be the first baseman, uh, you know, yeah. to figure things out. But that's a really good point uh, to send him down. Uh, I know they don't love Mike Freeman, but, you know, they've kept him around despite having multiple opportunities to get rid of him. Um, so like today. I, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. Exhibit a right there. So yeah, that's a really good point. They might send him down. Um, gosh, you know, it just, it'd be a shame to lose that speed and power off the bench though. But yeah, you know, that, that's a really good point, Riley. Thanks for, uh, <laughs> thanks for throwing <laughs> that at me live. I mean, but, I mean like, yeah, I'd love to see him still up in the majors cause he's, He's a good guy to have on the bench, but I mean, maybe if he slows down his role, maybe his bat will kind of cool off too. You never know. Right. And maybe something else, knock on wood, I don't want to see Kyle Seeger go down, but I think his hips kind of been bothering him and I service has said he's fine. So I don't think we'll have anything to worry about, but that's like the only possible way I think Motter stays up. Right options and you'd much rather see Modder down in trouble. We'll see what happens with Seeger. Um, 
He has sat the last two days, and he has, yeah. a, has the off day tomorrow. That's three days off. I don't know if Kyle Seeger's ever gotten three days off in a row <laughs> no. in his career. I think, uh, yeah, I think you'll probably see if Motter goes down on Tuesday uh, with Seeger coming back up, then I think that's probably a pretty good indication that Seeger's fine. Right. If not, I would kind of then start to worry because Freeman, I mean, he's Mike Freeman, so. But if you, if you feel good about Kyle Seeger, then Mike Freeman shouldn't be getting any at-bats, really. So we'll yeah, see what yeah. happens there. But that's a really good point about sending Motter down. Um, so, you know, as we spin forward, look to the next week, like we said, they have an off day tomorrow. Uh, then they get three against Detroit then three against Cleveland. Uh, you know, I was really, I was looking at the, uh, the matchups for the coming week and it looks like they could not have picked a better time to play Detroit. They <laughs> are, they are playing without JD Martinez, Miguel Cabrera hit the DL yesterday. So he's gone. Jose Iglesias, their stud defensive shortstop. He's on the disabled list. I mean, am I missing anybody else? But, <laughs> but I mean, it sounds like that's the perfect time to go into Detroit and play three. Um, I, had, I didn't take a look at the pitching matchups, but since Gallardo pitched today, it looks like you get Felix and Paxton uh, in games one and two. So, yeah, uh, that that looks like a really positive uh, step for the Mariners to take if they have to go to they have to take the series. Right? Is that the minimal acceptable? outcome for you i think so i think so um they could get the pass against cleveland you know defending world series champs but yeah in detroit i think you have to win this series just it's been so bad on the road and you got to turn some things around somewhere and i think like you said detroit's got some guys hurt we're cycled back to the top of the rotation we got we have a pretty good opportunity so i think just we've got to take two or three And your bullpen is pretty fresh because Gallardo just gave you, you know, seven good innings and chased the two days ago. So your bullpen's in really good shape. So hopefully they can take two or three of that. Two or three. Um, heck, maybe they'll sweep. That'd be nice. But, yep. uh, you know, then they got the tough weekend road trip at Cleveland, who's first in the American League Central. They came into, into today with a five-game winning streak. I don't know if they won today. Do you? Um, no, not off the top of my head. Well, either way, they're playing a lot better baseball, and they're the Indians. They're really good. So, yep. I mean, they have six games this week. If they finish with – at what record will you be happy with, or will you consider this week a success? I mean, let's see. The Cleveland series, I think if they can go 3-3, three and three, I'd be happy, <laughs> to be right. honest. Win the series against Detroit and then don't get swept in Cleveland. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it always seems like when you say don't get swept, the Mariners go ahead and get swept. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd I'd be really really happy with four and two, but I think you're right. Three oh, and three. Right. Get back home for a pretty decent. Uh, I believe it's a pretty decent uh, home stand there. Yeah, to begin yeah, May. Yeah, three against the Angels, three against uh, Texas. Yeah. So there you go. Win those series, get back to 500 before you head back out on the road. So uh, we'll see about all of that. So uh, we like, uh, I guess I should make the side announcement. I probably should have done this at the top. 
Adam, our side expert, is no longer with us. Uh, he's not dead, don't worry. But uh, <laughs> he's uh, he's decided to move on. So we are currently without a side expert. Um, it's why we've slowed. It's why our Twitter has slowed down uh, pretty significantly. It's why the articles have slowed down as well. We're still we're kind of a uh, a ship without a captain. So thanks a lot, Adam. I really appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> but uh, you know, we so we don't have any questions for uh, the people's voice segment. So, you know, really, unless you have anything to add, uh, we are pretty much going to wrap things up here. Riley, is there anything that I maybe forgot to mention that you want to talk about? No, not that I can think of. All right. Well, excellent. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Before we sign off, are you going to watch the NFL draft? Are you one of those guys? Um. I probably won't watch. I, I'll probably be working, actually. But right. even if I wasn't, I probably I'd probably watch the first couple of picks and then do something else. Follow it on my phone. Right. Um. You know, it probably doesn't come as a surprise to anybody, but I'm one of those nerds who really likes the NFL draft. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Thursday I'm working, but I I'll hopefully get off in time to see the Seahawks make their pick, and then you know, Friday Saturday I'll probably be <laughs> watching a lot of that. So. I'm one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. So, uh, Riley, you have any parting shots, any uh, shout-outs you want to give? Um, Let's get this Mariners team winning some games on the road. That's all. I think that's pretty clear, though. (laughs) There you go. So, uh, from uh, this is Colby Patnode signing off with Riley Baker from SotoMojo.com. Guys, uh, don't forget, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on blogtalkradio.com. Um, shout out to all of our international listeners. We're at about 35% of our listeners come from outside the United States, which is uh, pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, check us out on iTunes. You can find us at sotomojo.com or on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, subscribe, leave a comment on iTunes if you care to. And uh, we will talk to you next week. So from all of us here at Soto Mojo, we're signing off for now. We'll see you later, guys. Go M's. Go M's.